This is No Teacher Left Behind with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt. Humorous musings from the teacher's lounge. Hello, Christine. Hey, Natalie. <laughs> you always have the funniest expressions when you do that. <laughs> like you just like shrug and you have these cute like little, like, little girl grin. Hey, Natalie. And it just makes me want to laugh and I'm, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to uh, be goofy or not. Of course I do. Yes. All right. So a couple of things at the top. Uh, we mentioned last episode how we now have a Facebook page. Yeah. No Teacher Left Behind podcast. If you search for that, it'll pop up on um, Facebook. Uh, please follow. And we also have an email address. No Teacher Left Behind podcast. No punctuation or anything in that. No Teacher Left Behind podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we have an Instagram now, no underscore, teacher underscore left underscore behind. Um, so you can That's where we flex on the too. gram. Flex on the gram. <laughs> Sorry. <All right. laughs> Sorry. I just, it's just the dorky teacherness in me. I can't oh help God. myself. Yes. And there's a collective groan from the universe. <laughs> uh-huh. That's fine. That's fine. That's why yes. I love this. Um, did you have any top of the... Uh, podcast announcements or anything you said we're getting ready to send you off on maternity leave yes this will be our last episode um for several weeks probably at least Um, do your baby bonding yes yes (laughs) and once again we are having class outside that's right we're on the back patio there's birds chirping there's pollen coming down yes there are children playing (laughs) on the playground yes slight chance of rain so it just brings up the Tension and anxiety excitement. Because, you know, we need more of that in our lives. Yes. uh, Tension and anxiety. (laughs) But also, it's super fun to be outside. Exactly. That's why students want to have class outside all the time. Oh, and by the way, whatever platform anybody out there in the universe is listening to us on, please follow. We would love to see um, numbers kind of see what we got going on out there. Um, So far, it's pretty uh, exciting to, like, see. Yeah. And uh, the one of the big reasons we have an email address is because we actually want to hear um, from whoever's listening, feedback, uh, questions, yeah. uh, your own anecdotes. I really want to hear stories. Yes. Like we answer these little questions at the end of like the episodes and I, I want to hear like other people's like, yeah. you know, last episode was, have you ever felt threatened in the classroom? You know, maybe there's somebody out there that has a story that, you know, yeah, that would be, be really interesting, interesting to hear. Interesting to not only us, but you know, our listeners or, or if there's a little question that you would like to ask and have us answer. Yeah, or issues, or, yeah, like all the topics you've been doing so far, but I would really like to hear about blank and and everything. So we have some ideas about how to get, because we are two high school math teachers. We realize this is very specific and (laughs) focused. Um, Hopefully we're bringing up topics that are applicable to, you know, everyone, but... I would love to hear, especially from uh, people from elementary schools or uh, uh, yeah, other subjects, other subjects, administrators, um, parents, students, bus drivers. Okay, maybe not aliens. Um, Anyway, I would love to hear from aliens. Don't listen to Natalie. (laughs) We would love to hear from aliens. I'm sure that it's bouncing out there somewhere in the universe. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek Discovery (laughs) lately. I love that show, by the way. Okay, so it's my turn to come up with a topic and. Um, I listened to one of the episodes we did recently where I was talking about holding the line. I am at the end of another school year and I tend to beat myself up this time of year because I get really tired and my creativity box is really low on supplies. (laughs) Sure. And uh we also have this thing this school year in my district where our spring break is really late like severely late because you guys still have another week right yes we are in the middle of april right now tax day is tomorrow yeah and uh at the time of this recording and yeah i have another week before spring break and then immediately after we come back from spring break we jump right into our standardized testing yeah our sols in yeah, virginia which is ridiculous so some of my kids uh they'll be out of the building and probably not studying just to let you know definitely not studying for about 10 days yeah before they sit and then they take a test on yeah. everything we've done this year yeah who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. Non-teachers. Yes. I'm convinced that whenever stuff like this happens, it's probably because they didn't consult any teachers. Or maybe their hands were tied. I don't want to be yeah. all judgy if I don't know right. You know what angle they're coming from. But um, we just do the best we can. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, let's see. Where, 
about three different thoughts just popped into my mind. <laughs> so I'm in this point at the end of the school year, and that last episode I was talking about how it becomes more and more difficult to hold the line. And wouldn't you know it, we had like a faculty meeting, and uh, they were talking about something, and they dropped like this term that I needed. Um, that place where you get to where you're tired, you're stressed, or something is happening, or there's, you know, and you have to make a decision, and sometimes you reach for the, the well, it's, I don't want to say wrong decision, but a not ideal decision. Yeah. Uh, and then consequences happen. And they called it uh, vulnerable decision points. And I was like, oh, that sounds Ooh, awesome. I needed this word last week. Yeah. Because... I feel like my life right now is one big vulnerable decision point. Yeah, it's that point where you are you are spent, and I feel like it, you know, with the super late spring break, and there's not a lot of, you know, holidays or breaks between winter break and spring break, and so when spring break is really late, like, not only are you as the teacher, you're worn out, you're stressed out, you're tired, you're over it, all of the students are feeling the same way. Right. And all the teachers, the whole building feels that way. And it just exacerbates that sense of, yeah, you have to make a decision. And do I make the decision that is probably better in the long run, but oh my God, it's going to take so much energy and I just don't have it in me. Or do I just sort of take that cop out in the moment? What will alleviate this pain right now? Decision exactly, and then you alleviate the pain right now and you regret it later, yes. Yeah. And then that leads to the I'm a horrible teacher, oh, yeah, all that person, internalizing, you know, belief yeah. of like, oh, I'm so not good enough, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the term vulnerable decision points comes, uh, I was looking it up uh, online from the PBIS system, the Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports, and it, it's really. Uh, talking about uh, making good decisions to avoid implicit bias, really. Mm, interesting. Um, so that you're not being disproportionate in your response uh, in terms of discipline. Yeah. Or um, maybe you're really tired, and so you go based off of you know the color of the student's skin without right. even realizing without, that's what you're doing. Right. Or I mean, that's what this, implicit bias is all oh, about. Oh, it's those male students again, and yeah. now you're you know being biased um, yeah. against male students. Now, I do want to put it on the topic list for later implicit bias because I do want to learn more about it. That's not really where I'm coming from right now. I'm still in this, um, you know, I've got to keep myself going and, yes. and finish the year strong. Yeah. And how do I do that from here? Yeah. So we talked a lot in that last episode, you know, a couple of examples where I had the, the situation with the candy wrapper, you know, yeah. and my son didn't throw it away and I didn't, um, immediately respond the way that I uh, needed to in that point right. because I was just somewhere else. Um, and then translating it into the classroom. And so we talked a lot about generals, but I'm still thinking about it. And the thing that I don't, I was trying to figure out how to splice this apart in my mind of um, the way I have to do things, because I think I talked about how I don't have a deep well of confrontational fuel. You know, the sure. fuel that I need to make healthy confrontations. And in my mind, confrontation is like every conversation with another human being. <laughs> um, anytime I have to make eye to eye contact and talk with another human being, uh, it, it takes, takes a lot out yeah, of me. It so, uses a lot of battery. Uh, so in order to do that what I have to do because some people are really good at it yeah I think I, I think they were just born with like an endless supply fuel they can just they, they're you know those people they're always talking to you and they're yeah. always in your bed and they're always asking and they're always like what you doing and you yeah. know and I'm not one of those yeah. people and uh, so one thing I have to do is I really have to think ahead on a lot of things yes I have to trip and fall on my own mess and get up and brush myself off and go ugh what would I have preferred to happen there? Yeah. And then I can have that script set. Yes, ready to go. For the next time. Yeah. Um, that's something like happens. So one thing that I do is I have a Google Doc that says ideas for next year. And every year about this time, I opened it up for the first time last week. And I just started, I have 
it's a three column, you know, because uh-huh. I got to have it in columns. Of course. The first column is issues. Uh-huh. The, the is- things I'm not happy with, things that aren't working, things that I am not doing well. Yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, and then, like, the middle column, I've even forgotten what it is. I'll look it up here in a sec. But it's like uh, ideas, just uh-huh. like brain dump of, like, here's something I could try. Yeah. And I just, you know, I brought up an example. I scribbled down an example that I could talk about of something that I've kind of developed. One of the cool things about where we work is that there is a wide age variety and experience variety within my department. So we have new teachers, older teachers, um, teachers about to retire, teachers who this is their very first year. Yeah. And, you know, we all eat lunch together in the 25 minutes that we have to scarf down (laughs) food. Um, And it's interesting to hear, like, how new teachers, you know, see things. And I can see myself. It's like, oh, Oh, they're doing the same thing I used to do. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I've been there. And one of the biggest uh, missteps that I made as a new teacher was feeling like the student's education was all my burden. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. what the student learned... Uh, in Algebra 1, I think was the first course I ever taught. <laughs> um, it, it was all on me. If they didn't learn it, it was my fault. Okay. All right. So we are going to take a small little break. You won't even notice yeah. because it's going to happen so fast. But, but we, we felt a sprinkle, so we need to yeah, go inside. Class this patio needs to be just took a dark yeah. turn. Yeah. So. What I was in the middle of like um, talking about before nature wanted to rain down was... Uh, new teacher mindset versus kind of my current mindset. I don't yes. consider myself a master teacher by any means. I don't consider myself an older, you know, close to retirement. I'm somewhere in the middle. And uh, I get to hear some of these thoughts during our lunches and everything when we talk about different topics. And the example I thought to, like, bring up would be what happens when a student is absent, for example. This is just one of the many instances of things that, that happen in the classroom. And Because I think a lot of people think that, you know, you go, you prepare your lesson, you teach it, you have an activity, you do stuff, you assign homework, and that's it. Yeah. But. That's not it? No, that's not it. For that lesson, there is usually, for me... Um, because I teach, uh, I teach regular algebra too. Um, there are students who can drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, two of my biggest classes are first thing in the morning at seven thirty-five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I'll have anywhere from I would say five to twelve students absent. Jeez. Um, over the course of the four sections, mm-hmm. so that's about mm, eighty students. But that's still. Yeah. Uh, a lot of students. Yeah. And when I first started teaching, my mindset was, well, it's my responsibility to get them called up. Yeah. And and if they don't understand, I have to reteach it to them and I have to do this. So things that I hear even now uh, from current new teachers is that they will, you know, set up meetings with the students who were absent mm-hmm. and uh, they will schedule makeup tests and, and things like that on their own time and they will... I mean, there's a wide range of how to, like, supply the notes. A lot of us, we have um, notes handouts where they have to fill in certain things and have practice sets problems and things like that. Um, Whereas some teachers are straight out, you have to take all the notes. You know, here's the problem on the board. You need to write it down. Um, You know, so there's lots of, like, a wide range of how um, teachers deal with students coming back to the classroom having missed lessons yeah or having missed test days or having missed review days Mm -hmm. and it's taken many years to kind of figure out my philosophy on that and so the reason why I bring up this specific example is because I have other things in my ideas for next year's spreadsheet that I need to work on and I need to apply this process to um, I did pull up the spreadsheet (laughs) the first column is like issues at the top of the list every year phones (laughs) phones <laughs> yeah yeah okay so i'm still working on that one yeah um pacing you know i didn't yeah. get through everything uh, another issue i've had some cheating oh you know, yeah the, i haven't had or maybe i just noticed uh cheating before yeah i, I just 
it seems like there's been an increase. So that's something I'm taking a look at. Um, so I write down things, even things like, um, do, 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 uh, I'm not using my student aides, you know, we can get... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not using them, you know, greatly. Uh, I could, I'd could. i love to increase my communication with parents. And so I brainstorm the list. I don't feel the pressure to tackle everything on the right. list, but I like to get it out of my brain and onto paper so that I can kind of look at it. The second column are, are like my ideas, you know, like... Uh, I could get out my pacing for like the year, break it down by year and do this yeah. and do this and maybe work with my other teacher who also teaches, you know. Yeah. So I brainstorm a bunch of ideas of how to deal with some of these issues. And then my third column is like, what is needed? What do I need? Yeah. In order to put any of these ideas into to place. Okay. And then down at the very bottom, because this is a document that's been around for pff, the four years that I've been at this school. Yeah. Um, so I put things that I've addressed and I'm like, I feel like I did. I feel like I got yeah. this one. I feel like yeah. I did this. Or I've, I've uh, improved at least like maybe there's more work to be done, but this is how much I've gotten done towards my right. goal this year. Exactly. And then at the very, very top, I have a little list that says what worked this year. I was just going to ask you, yeah. do you make a note of things that you think, Oh, this did, I did well. I would like to do that again next year. Yeah. And remember I, last year I had half, desks and tables uh -huh. and you had half desks and tables uh -huh. and I said I want to get rid of my tables and you're like yeah. send them to me yeah I am so happy desk is on my list that worked perfectly yeah so I feel like that was an issue I could take out of my little table and say yeah. okay good good that's just a simple example but yeah I have other no, ones sure but um so absences was something that I've been like working with for a long time and it's like my concrete example of what I'm getting at here it's uh Finding this balance between what is my burden and what should be the burden on the student right. um, that um, absences happen. This is a human thing. Yeah. This is sometimes you miss stuff. Yeah. There's uh, you get sick. There's yeah. a death in the family. You get a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Absences happen no matter how important or sense of urgency the story is does not excuse you from figuring out what needs to happen because of that absence. Right. As a student, it doesn't excuse you from the fact, well, you still have to learn that lesson, mm -hmm. you know, and be able to answer questions about it. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to that. As a human being, if I miss work, there you usually go into your job knowing what the expectation is for absences. Yeah. You know, who do you need to call by when? And no matter what the story is, you still have work that you need to get done in order to get your paycheck. So um, by putting, by having, I feel, a uh, new teacher that I've heard talk about this as it's their responsibility, I do not feel like that sets the student up for a real life lesson. Yeah. It really is their responsibility. Yeah. Even if that absence was not their fault at all, they still need to know how to come back from it. Right. And it kind of goes back to, you know, we talked about in the last episode, um, teaching them some of these life lessons and giving them an opportunity to learn from this stuff of, yeah, okay, I was absent. It was through no fault of my own, but... This, I'm still responsible for this. Like right. I'm still, I still, I maybe need your help in getting the resources. You know, what resources can I use and, and what is it that I need to make up and how do I find out what I need to make exactly. up? Exactly. And that's where really uh, streamlined, simple systems can help. Yes. Uh, a system that I've like stolen from other teachers that I like because I do give out a lot of handouts mm -hmm. is when I notice people are absent. I write their name at the top of the handouts and I have a hanging folder at the back of the classroom where I stick it in the, the period uh, folder. And when they come in, they know to go there first mm -hmm. and look for any handouts that were yeah. there. Um, now... Going into this, you know, so that's a simple system. Yes. That was really easy for me to, all I had to do was stick something on the back wall and label it with all of my class blocks. And and I take care of it as I take attendance. Yeah. It's like I have my handouts on a little table uh, next to my attendance clipboard and whoever's not there, it's right there for me to do. Yeah. It's done and done. It's simple. 
and done. So, and then the other piece of that is I stole that. Yeah. I do not have to engineer this brand spanking new no. Macintosh approved um, <laughs> system for everything. I can steal things from teachers who have gone before me. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I like about that system is it is not your responsibility to remember to give them the handout when they get back. To remember that they were absent last time and they need this information. And when they come to you and say, dear teacher, what did I miss? Where are my handouts? You just point. I point. Literally, I don't I say anything. Point. I just point. And they're like, oh, yes, That's I forgot. Right. I forgot. Okay. You know. And then that <laughs> reinforces that idea of, oh, there are things I can do myself to fix this situation for myself. Right. And giving them a little bit of um, self-sufficiency. Right. You know, versus... And I think it just, it depends on the teacher and the classroom and how they have things set up. But I really like that versus having a system where it is on the teacher to remember, oh, you weren't here last time. Let me give you this handout. You know, let me tell you where you can get the information to fill it out, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I just, the handouts are there Mm -hmm. where I told you at the beginning of the year they would be underneath the big sign that says, what did I miss? Right. And if you want to know how to fill it out. Now. Yeah. Talk to a neighbor. They've exactly. got the notes. Yeah. And see, well, my system continues. Yes. Um, I am techie savvy. Mm-hmm. It's a strength of mine, so I use it. I do not particularly want to... I already teach the same lesson four times. Yes. And so by the fourth time, I'm really good at knowing which words I need to use and which things I need to point out specifically about examples and things. Yes. And uh, I have like little hints and tips and, and things. I've developed it. Yes. You know? And so it's at that point where I record my lesson. Yeah. And in my school, we have smart boards and smart recorders and I have a headset and I can record my lesson. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm trying to do is that thing of let me take care of this now, even though it's the end of the day and I'm tired and I've taught it four times. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get a nice streamlined video done yeah. uploaded to my teacher YouTube account and post it on Blackboard Yeah, because it's going to streamline the process later. Yeah. Because out of those 12 students who missed that particular lesson, six of them may be back the next class. Yeah. Two of them may be out for another day. The rest of yeah. them may be out for like three days. Yeah. Um, that way everything is there. Yeah. So that when they come back, they can they know what the system is. Yeah. They get their notes handout, or they can print it off from on yeah. online. Um, but the whole point is to say the burden should not be on me. I need to look at the issue of attendance and say what is mine, and what is theirs. Yes. What is their responsibility? Yeah. What is going to help them later in life, and. That's one of the big differences I see in uh, the newer teachers is they feel like it's they have to get the child yeah, who there's, missed there's, and drag them along and get them all caught up. No, even acknowledgement of the fact that there is a portion of that that is theirs. Right, right. It's all mine, and and I'm saying this not to disparage new teachers. I did this my first year of teaching. It was all. You know, if a student wasn't getting enough done, well, what am I doing wrong? Right. What should I be doing more of? And what? it's an easy thought for new teachers yeah. to have because they're new. Yeah. And so they come in going, I know I'm inexperienced. Yeah. I know I haven't done this before. So yeah. if there's a mistake or a misstep or something's not working, well, it must be my fault. Yeah. And, I'm and it's not my job to fix all. it. Yeah. I'm saying there are better ways to do things to help with this vulnerable decision point thing mm-hmm. of you get to the end of the school year and the kid comes in and you just like, oh, I didn't make the video or, you know, I mm-hmm. didn't hold to my system. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and make a YouTube video right. or everything. That's just my system. Yeah. Whatever your system is, yeah. work that system. Now, back in the 80s when I was in school, <laughs> can we get some like fade back music like and the wavy lines and we like dissolve. And then it's me with really big blonde hair and big bangs. Oh, my gosh. Um, And if I was absent, there was no way I was ever going to talk to the teacher 
it was understood that it was my responsibility yeah. to get caught up. I would call up my friend and didn't have call waiting. So if it was busy, I had to call back later Yeah, um, <laughs> and say, hi, did you have the notes from today? Yeah. You know, that you had to take because yeah. there were no handouts. No. Really? No. I, I remember some handouts. Yeah. But if it was note taking time, you wrote everything down. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can give them to you tomorrow in school. Sweet. And yeah. then you would get them and you would hand copy them mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. <laughs> into your notebook. And uh, and it was, I just knew it was not the teacher's responsibility. But I think sometimes in this day and age, we have so many ways to get the information yeah. to students that we forget that students actually do need to do some of the footwork yes uh, for things like this um and so the blah, 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 blah. where was i going on that but that was basically it of there's consequences to everything there's consequences to absences absences aren't ideal but sometimes they're out of your control i wanted to pick something that it some kids do skip yeah. Okay, well, fine. Well, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, then the burden's definitely not on me. Right. But even if it is a, like a really, really good excuse, you had a really like close death in the family, whatever, yeah. blah, 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 you're out for a few days, at least you know where the information is and you yeah. understand from the beginning that it was always your responsibility yeah. to do that. And what that does for me as a teacher is I'm not spreading myself too thin. Yeah. I'm not taking on the burden of... Yeah. Now I've got to catch up all of these people. Because i got another lesson to teach tomorrow, and there's going to be another set of 12 people who are going to be out for yeah. that. So now I've got multiple lessons yeah. of absences. And with 160-some students, I don't have it on the top of my brain who's missed what. Yeah, and you can't. And yeah. the our job as a teacher is hard enough. I don't need to be doing your job as a student on top of it. Right. I don't have time for that. Right. And I think as a first year teacher, there's like, I don't know. I feel like I came in with no concept of the fact that there was even this delineation of things that were my job and things that were their job. Like it didn't even occur to me to consider, oh, they have a part, they have a stake in this. There are parts of this that are their responsibility, things that they need to bring to the table let me figure out what those are. It was like, it didn't even occur to me to think of it that way. And then by my second year, I started to realize, hey man, I got to put some of this responsibility on the shoulders of the students. Not because I'm lazy and don't want to do my job, but because if I'm going to teach the whole student, like we talked about last time, like as a teacher, that's kind of what I want to do mm-hmm. is teach this whole person. Part of that education is teaching them to Bring something to the table to take care of what is their responsibility to learn how to participate in their own education. Okay, so what are those things? You know, that was my second year of thinking, okay, what are the things that are their responsibility? So then by the time I started my third year, I was able to say, okay, this is your responsibility. This is your, and I'm not doing it for you anymore. Yeah. And I started out the year. I'm going to teach you how to do this because it's your job. Right. And I'm not doing it for the rest of the year. Right. And in the case of absences, I taught them on day one. Okay, you see that big sign over there? It says, what did I miss? And underneath of it is, you know, the hanging folder with your block number on it. That's where you will find things yeah. when you were absent. Go there. Find them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and once you have gotten the notes from somebody, if there's a part that you're confused on, come see me. Right. But don't come to me expecting me to teach you the whole lesson. Because exactly. that's not how this works. Exactly. Now, my, my favorite response I've gotten so far is, um, uh, well, I can't learn from videos. And, and I'm like, well, then that's going to be an issue for you. Yeah. Because they are widely used now yeah. in colleges and universities mm-hmm. and pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Now that Training for YouTube. a job. Yeah. And it, it's kind of the same thing if I were to go to a teacher back in the 80s with my yeah. textbook yeah. and creak it open uh, and say, I can't learn from a textbook. My teacher would look at me like I had grown two heads. Yeah. And so what's your point? Why are you telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> Figure it um, out. Yeah. You need to learn. And so, yeah. but you know, what's interesting is what I did. This was at the beginning of the class year that, you know, somebody brought this up. And I was like, you know what? They may not. 
And so the whole next class, I said, you know what we're going to do today? This is how you watch a video. This is oh, how I like you watch yeah. a video on Teaching Mac. them to learn from the video. And it's just a skill, like what you, you were saying, it. I'm going to teach you how to do this, but then you have to do it. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like from now on, when... Oh, the other fun part about that was it was a lesson where um, uh, I, I was out. It was when my grandmother passed away. Okay. So I had videos and I had it all set up and everything. And I came back and, you know, I heard a couple of students say, well, I can't learn from the videos. And so, of course, I went and looked up, you know, on YouTube, well, how many people did get to watch? Because they were brand new videos. I, yeah. I knew how many views. And there was like, I would say about 10% of my students had actually watched the video. <laughs> yeah. And for it to count as a view, I even researched that. I think on YouTube, it has to be, if you watch it for 30 seconds, it'll yeah. count as a view. Yeah. So... It, yeah, you yeah. can't learn from a video that you do not watch. And that was my first slide. <laughs> well, there you, know, you go. Here's my answer to that. And then I broke it down, and, and I was like, but but here's what I'm going to do. We're going to watch this video together, and I'm going to model for you what I would do as a student. You know, this I was the new thing. I love this. So it was my voice when I was like, oh, here's my voice. Yeah. <laughs> but I flashed up on the screen. I said, this is what you need to have in front of you. You probably need to have paper. And wouldn't you know, I had to go around and make sure that everybody had paper yeah. out. It's like, show me that you know what yeah. being a student looks like. Yeah. You need a paper and something to write with. This is your opportunity to practice yeah. the skill. Let's actually do it. Yeah. So I did have to take the time. I mean, and it was going over one of the lessons. Yeah. And it was a, a newer one. Um, but I feel like you had then taught them a really valuable yeah, life like, skill. Stop. Like yeah. pause the button and yeah. try it. Yeah. Think and about then, what they just said. Okay, yeah. does this make sense to me? Do I need to watch it again? No, I, I get how we did this. Okay, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, exactly. And then push play and see if you did it right. Yeah. I mean, this is how you watch these types yeah. of videos. Yeah, a 10-minute video will probably take you 30 minutes to get through. Yeah, just like a normal class. Yeah. Right yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm looking at my ideas for next year, my issues yeah. uh, that I want to address. And of course, you know, phones at the top <laughs> of the list, I still haven't figured out. I mean... It's, it's difficult because it's that line again. I mean, we could do a whole episode on technology in the classroom because there's that whole like they want us to use technology in the classroom, but you know, once you get out technology, there's just this Pandora's box city. of like everywhere else you can go. And I'm the same way. Um, so I try out something different like every year. There was one year where one of my issues was. The homework wasn't coming back with quality. Yeah. The only people who were doing the homework were the ones who understood what I did in class that day. Yeah. And I didn't need them to do the homework. Right. <laughs> they already knew how to do it. So for the past couple of years, I have not assigned homework at all. Yeah. We do all the practice in the classroom. There's yeah. still things they need to turn in to yeah. demonstrate their learning. But I kind of want to be there to watch them do it. So yeah. they're not just taking pictures of it on on a you know other people's work yeah and then copying it and so it's it's a work but i i definitely just wanted to bring forward just to remind myself of this is what i need to do in order to avoid those vulnerable decision points where i'm like i don't want to record a video today or i don't want to upload this worksheet i just want to do it later that thing that we were talking mm -hmm. about where i want to feel better right now yeah i just want to go home and i want to like sit on the sofa and watch queer eye yeah and <laughs> no, i yeah. don't want to but hold on i know what happens when i don't yeah and i need to follow that all the way through yes i will be happier in the long run if i set myself up here to put the burden and I shouldn't say burden, but to put the, the responsibility back on the shoulders of the right. students so that they're responsible for their own learning. I need to take the time to do this right now. Yeah, to, yeah take to five minutes to now system. to save five hours later. Now, some of my systems have turned out to just not work at all and be yeah. crappy. And I've moved them to the nope, never mind list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's Let's okay try to Try something do else next year because this didn't work. And again, steal, steal, steal. Uh, a few episodes ago, I made the recommendation of going and watching Master Teachers. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I learned, like, how to teach. What I really learned from going in their classrooms was some really good systems. Yes, procedures. Yes. Um, like retake 
mm -hmm. policies. That is always something that's um, bugged me. Yeah. Uh, if they just come in willy-nilly and just want to take a retake... Well, they're not going to do any better. It's not serving them. Yeah, if they yeah. haven't done anything to review yeah. their mistakes or blah, 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 blah. So even though it sounds like a lot of work for me up front, it actually isn't. Yeah, it saves um, time later. Yes, I make sure that they do corrections on their test. Mm -hmm. so a lot of teachers don't do that. They yeah. don't want to take the time, and I totally get that. It's just something I want yeah. to do, uh, that they get their questions answered. I look over it, and I mm -hmm. check that off their little list. And then they have to be complete for yeah. that unit. Yeah. All of their practice problems, their classwork, homework, whatever, has to be turned in and complete. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I make them do more practice problems. Yeah. Like just a little subset of show me you know what yeah, you're doing Yeah, show me you have now. learned something. Because you got a four out of 50 on the test. Yeah. I, I, we're wasting everybody's time if you just come in and have a repeat performance and then yeah. I have to grade another Yeah, you have to paper. demonstrate that something has changed. And so hopefully by doing that, by the time that they get to college and they're totally responsible for their mm -hmm. learning at that point, um, you know, they'll remember that process and yeah. be like, well, hey, this professor may have a retake or yeah. recovery um, procedure. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I want to make sure that I get a better grade. Yes. Yeah. You know, everybody has a different way of doing these things. But to build the system for whatever issue I'm dealing with, with what should the student be learning as a human being yeah. from this? Coming at it from that point of view, not necessarily from, you know, let's just get it done right. or whatever. But am I, am I, who's, who's, who needs to do the work in this process? Yes. Is it me or is it the student? Yeah. Because sometimes it is me. Sometimes yeah. they can't do that. Yeah. That piece. I need to do it and I just need to, you know, suck it up and do it. But <clears throat> like with the absences and stuff, that absences happen, they need to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. I put forth my system, they know it. Yeah. They can do it. Yeah. And then it's kind of on them. Yeah. And you still have to do the part that's on you. I mean, it doesn't take everything away from you. Right. There's a reason that being a teacher is a paid profession because there's work involved. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and then you have to say to yourself at the end of the day, okay, as a service to future me, mm -hmm. I am going to stay after school, you know, for the next 20 minutes and get this lesson recorded and uploaded so that it's done because it stinks. I don't want to be here for 20 more minutes. But I even more don't want to spend two hours, three days from now, catching up all of these students because I didn't do this one exactly. thing. Exactly. So. And I feel like we can also sort of help our students learn that same lesson, right? Like, okay, well, if I go to the back of the room and I pick up my handouts and I watch the video and I fill this out, then I'm going to learn this stuff and... If I do it now, it's going to take some effort, but it's a lot less effort than if I don't do it, and then I get to the mm -hmm. end of the unit, and I still don't know what's going on, and I have to go back through and do all this and extra work. And you know the other thing I do with absent students a lot is I talk to them about the process, and I say, being absent is tough, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, I know in your particular circumstance, you couldn't help it, or... Maybe I don't know your circumstance. I just yeah. want to lay it out there that absences are tough. Yeah. Just to bring it to the student's awareness that it is difficult yeah. a lot of times to make up for the fact that you didn't show up the first yeah. time. So maybe so, if it is an instance where I can make the choice to not be absent, mm -hmm. maybe not being absent is the better choice. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, we kind of know which students... You know, maybe abusing yeah. it. There's some students who, I mean, I have, um, I have students with medical needs. Yeah. And, you know, they just do the, and often they're like really good students and they yeah. stay on top of all the stuff that I post. Yeah. And they know because they're well practiced yeah. at it because they know their issues. Um, but then there's some who, you know, it's a, it's a struggle, but I, 
strongly advise new teachers not to take too much of that on. You do what you can do. You yeah. make the parent contact. You you say, I've, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing a lot of absences. Yeah. This is what I have set forth. You know, just get everybody on the same page. But then yeah. that's about where your responsibility stops at that point. Yeah. At some point, the student is going to have to come forward to yeah. you, take a step forward to, to move forward yeah. uh, with their learning. So this is kind of what's on my mind, and I needed to talk about it so that I could be aware to get through this last month of school to keep my students moving forward uh, as much as they can and to make sure that I don't drop off because I'm tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want June to be here, please. Uh, so I appreciate you yeah. circling back to this yeah. and looking at a you know a specific example yeah. of well, some of the systems in our class aren't designed to teach math. They're designed to help them become functioning adults in the real world. Yes, yes, and to help teachers avoid those vulnerable decision points to avoid, you know, the end of the year, it doesn't matter how great your systems are and how much you hold the students to their responsibilities and all of that. The end of the year is just exhausting. It's just, it is because you've been doing it all year. They've been doing it all year. And spring break is late and y'all want to just explode, but you can make it a little bit better or a little bit worse by, making those decisions early in the year mm-hmm. to have or not have good procedures and teach them well. And I think starting out the year with some good procedures, teaching them well, reflecting on them throughout the year, like you do and have talked about, and mm-hmm. then trying out even maybe stronger or new procedures the next year. But you start that at the beginning of the year, you teach them how to learn from a video. You teach them where to get information when they've been absent. You you teach them, you know, what is required of them to be able to retake an assessment or redo an assignment. Then you wear yourself out a little bit less over time right. so that by the end of the year, you're still exhausted, but you're a little bit less exhausted. Yes. If you have you a have, system that's running itself, it yeah. helps so much. Yeah, and then it, your battery is a little bit less depleted so that when you have to make an in-the-moment decision, you have a little bit more of a reserve to be able to make a good or helpful mm-hmm. or beneficial decision rather than just the immediate decision you know maybe you're going to regret later exactly so yeah and and that's basically what i kind of wanted to talk about yeah now i'm like now my brain is like completing shutting down process (laughs) it's like updates installed now it's time (laughs) to shut down so words are a little difficult right now so that's basically what i got did we Um, did you have anything else before we do our little question? No, I think that was great. So let's, Brent has another question for us. All right, one or two? Your turn. Oh, um, we'll go with one. All right. Ha- mm, let me get the paper. <laughs> Would you ever consider teaching a different subject or age group? I mean, my answer to that is always going to be yes. <laughs> we just froze here. We just yeah. looked like a couple of statues there for yeah. a couple of seconds. We're like staring off in the space. I'm, uh, a, I'm the self-appointed one in the department that will just pick up the slack wherever it is. Yeah. So I have taught. <laughs> like what They're like, hey, we have uh, two additional sections of this over here. Do you mind teaching that next year? And I'm like, sure, no problem. I got it. I've taught some different combination of something every single year that I've been at Riverbend. But um, I would, uh, I don't know if I'd say I'd love to, uh, because I realize that as math teachers, there is a very easy part of our job as math teachers, Mm -hmm. and that is grading. No essays. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so every once in a while, I would love to teach something that I could build discussions around and thought-provoking things and cause and effect and analysis and bring in some history and impact and all mm-hmm. of this stuff that I don't really get to do in the math classroom. But then I would have to do the grading. Yeah. 
and you know essays and short answers yeah oh no. my gosh I'm, it, I pray for them every year yeah. because that one, takes time one time when I was teaching geometry I did an exit slip in the logic unit where I gave them a conditional if then statement and they had to write the inverse converse and contrapositive of that statement never again <laughs> Never again. That was a lot of words it was, to grade. <laughs> it was so much to look at. I was like having to read all these sentences and they start to blend together. And oh my God. And I thought. And the handwriting. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just thought I, my, my teacher heart goes out to all of the English and history and social science teachers. I just, that is so much work. Um and, and language and the, oh my yeah, god I yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah Foreign so language. while I would love to be a part of the classroom time with him I don't want the grading at yeah, all no. I feel like yeah, yeah no um <laughs> and uh no and so I, I don't think that I would ever teach another subject I mean I would teach maybe a different math class um but I don't think I would teach a non-math subject uh, namely because math is where you know my training is and so I know kind of how to teach that I love math and I love imparting my love of math to students and all that stuff but um, <laughs> and all that stuff. and all that whatever um and I feel like as far as teaching another level I could never teach like elementary school no I just I I couldn't with the young ones I no. Because those teachers, they have the same set of kids the entire day, right? Yep. Holy All day cow. long. And they teach everything. Oh. Um, I know at my <laughs> daughter's elementary school, kindergarten through second grade, you know, they're with the same teacher all day. The teacher teaches everything. And then starting in third grade, they have like a math teacher like, and oh, a okay. reading teacher. And then their homeroom teacher sort of teaches everything mm -hmm. else. Um but even that, it's just, you know, you got the same 25, 30 kids all day long. But also, I don't feel like I would be able to relate as well to the really young kids. And so that building of relationships would be Yeah, I'm a big believer me. that we all have our magic yeah. age that yeah. we do really, really well with. Yeah. That being said, I think I could do middle school. I think you could. I think I could do middle school. I because I also don't want to teach like juniors and seniors. See, I love working with juniors and yeah, seniors. And I, I wanna like I kinda wanna life coach them a little bit yeah. also and be like, So what are you gonna major in? What yeah. are, what's your plan? What are you doing? Are yeah. you working? How's that working out for you? I like to have those conversations with them. Yeah. It's like you're about to build your own yeah. adult life. I'm fascinated. Tell me yeah. more. And I while I am fascinated, like I love to run into former students in the hallway when they're juniors and seniors and you know oh what is your what are you going to college or what is your plan or whatever those little snippets of conversation but teaching at that level um I feel like what they need and what they want is so different than what yes. I have to give and um I'm definitely more of the like I like life lessons but I feel like I the life lessons I like to teach are more suitable to the, say, 6th through 10th grade yeah. level. That's where I fit best. Also, I'm super goofy, and I love puns and dad jokes. And <laughs> and and I feel like seniors would not find me nearly as funny as ninth graders. What's your favorite dad joke? Oh, my God. Well, anything involving a pun. Like, anything involving okay. a pun. But my, I think my very favorite joke is... Um, what is blue and smells like red paint? What? Blue paint. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, I tell my husband jokes and I, I judge the success of the joke by the length of the groan. I think I may have told you this one before because this is my favorite. You ready? Uh-huh. So I went to the zoo the other day. It wasn't a very good zoo. It only had a dog in it. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good one. Every that's once in a while, one. I'll tell that to a student and be like, "You can't tell anybody. I just said a bad word." Yeah, yeah. I just said that's a breed of dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I've really succeeded when I get the groan with the eye roll. Like yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's the greatest. And, that's and good. we joke in my family that we don't call them dad jokes; we call them 
mom jokes because yeah. I'm the one who tells all exactly of, and the just puns, man. Any kind of pun, but those are hard to set up because they're usually tend to be more in the moment kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I gotta jump in and say my favorite dad. Oh joke. yes. Oh yeah. oh oh. All right. What did the fish say when he ran into the brick wall? I don't know. What? Damn. <laughs> That's a good one. You I know like what? that. Tell me that you heard that from your dad, because I could totally hear that from him. Actually, no. I heard it from someone in my youth group. <laughs> Damn. Like a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... Which is ironic, because yeah. it's a youth group from church. Yeah. But, but you, yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know. You know. Yeah. But no, that that was good. So yeah, yeah. All right. So this is probably um, our pause at yeah. the end of. We'll call it a season. Even yeah. we'll be all you know highfalutin. Season one. Season. We're official. Well, we have you know a Facebook and Instagram and an email address, That's so right. we're official now. Yeah. So we can officially have a season. Yeah, and you can go pop out a baby. Yeah, and uh, that's how it happens. They just yeah, pop exactly. Out. Yep. It's just super easy. Really. Yeah. <laughs> you just push a couple of buttons. Boop boop boop, and then done. Yeah. They get yeah. delivered. Yeah. But, uh, and so our plan is to, you know, gauge how mommyhood uh, progresses for you and then to plan accordingly. And yeah. Then but we will we... definitely be back. Definitely. Definitely be back at some yeah. point. So hopefully sooner rather than but later. But please, please email, join the Facebook page, uh, join the Instagram, flex your gram or whatever yeah. you said. Flexing on the gram. Oh, God. Anyway. And then uh, we'll keep you updated with stuff on those uh, platforms. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, goodbye, Christine. Goodbye, Natalie.